your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jay Foster. Today we are going to be talking draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. We're going to look at who we just picked up in the most recent draft, how they're going to shape out, and we are going to look at some past draft picks and see kind of where they're at in terms of how ready they might be to make the NHL, which of them could potentially be surprises in camp, who could potentially make the team. So all fun stuff. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar uh, does delicious uh, protein bars that taste just like candy bars. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order. So everyone was, you know, really surprised in Columbus's first round draft pick. I think no one was expecting was expecting that. Um, I talked about it a little bit last week after it happened. Um, Igor Chinakov was a... He missed the draft last year. He wasn't drafted. He was projected as a late second, early first this year. Uh, we picked him up 21st. Um, and uh, Igor was actually... Uh, he was asleep when he was drafted because he wasn't expecting... He wasn't expecting to get drafted in the in the first round. Um, it's it's a kind of a tough one. Um, there's not a lot of information out there in terms of him as a prospect. Um, he's not in the elite prospects draft guide, which uh, was a really useful source of information on prospects. Um, so you know, I've kind of had to dig around a little bit, um, but he has uh, seven points in the last 12 games. Uh, He was the Rookie of the Year last season. Um, He is the top rookie for the month of September. Um, And, you know, it looks like he's doing all the right things. Um, His coach speaks very highly of him. Uh, He plays plays for Avangard Omsk, uh, who... Is currently coached by uh, Bob Hartley, former NHL coach, um, and he's playing, you know, a ton of minutes for him, uh, and everything about that kind of says good things to to Kekalainen. And um, you know, he's playing over twenty minutes in the KHL as a rookie. Um, you know, he's not just going to walk onto a team and play twenty minutes if he's not if he's not earning it. Um, the only possible like snag in the in the whole thing is um, he's currently in talks to ex- to sign a new contract in the KHL for three years, I believe. So that will probably keep him in the KHL for those three years. I don't think he will leave early and come to the NHL. Um, but looking at kind of what the what the prospect pipeline is at the minute. I don't know that we are in a huge rush to get to get him there. Um, I think that he is... It's, like I say, it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's hard to kind of look at what kind of player he's going to turn into. I know 
Kekalainen is very high on him. I know Vilasoren, the um, head scout for Blue Jacket, is very high on him. I think he could very well turn into like a surprise player. Um, if you go on uh, YouTube, there's a bunch of highlights of his goals. Um, if you type his name in Cyrillic into Twitter, you get a bunch of highlights. Um, I know the KHL put together a special like highlight video of Tinikov. Um, so that's that's good. Um, and yeah, from the from the sound of things, he has all of the right like component parts to be a strong a strong player. Um, it doesn't always translate, but typically, if a guy plays well in the KHL especially a younger guy, he comes over here, or he comes over to the States and uh, tends to perform pretty well, especially if he, you know, is 23, 24 or older. Um, you know, we've seen, we've seen Panarin, we've seen um, Kubalik came over, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, I think. Um, it's tough to figure out exactly where he's going to fit in, um, but he he looks he looks solid, um, unexpected, but I've I've trusted Yamo before with his off the board choices and it's paid out well, so I'm not I'm not really worried, um, especially as you know since I said we are. The team at the minute is quite young and made up of a lot of, like, younger players, so I wouldn't see the team getting much younger in the next couple of seasons, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know that there'll be much, much um, new blood, so to speak, into the team. Uh, again, he it might, it might surprise me. Um, I know... You know, we've had a couple of guys who have just kind of walked into camp and walked onto the team. Like, Marcus Nutavaro was one. Um, Gavrikov kind of just turned up at training camp and made the team. So, you know, maybe maybe that will happen again. But we're just going to have to kind of wait and see on that. Um, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about the rest of the draftees from this most recent draft. Uh, but first... From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living, from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius, is available now wherever books are sold. Let me tell you about Roman. You know, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves. You know, we say things like, oh, you know, I've lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether uh, with excuses like, you know, oh, I've had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. We've got real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. It is simple, safe and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, and getting started is 
just so easy. Go to getroman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So once again, go to roman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if you're approved, you will get $15 off your first offer of your first order of ED treatment. That is getroman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Uh, remember, you can find this t- podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Bluejackets. You can find me on Twitter at JTheGoalie. Uh, you can email me if you have comments, questions, criticisms at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Uh, and now let's look at our third round draft pick. Uh, we didn't have a second a second round pick. Uh, so our next pick after Chinakov was number 78 overall, and that was a Slovakian-born defenseman named Samuel Nazko. Uh, so that was actually the pick that we got from Montreal in the Josh Anderson-Max Domi trade. Um, Central Scouting has uh, seems to think that he's a, he's a strong skater, um, he's a good passer, um, He's currently playing in Finland for an under-20s team there. Uh, he's got five points in the first nine games. Um, and what's interesting is our next pick after that, uh, Mikhail Pythia, uh, is a uh, Finnish forward. He's one of his, Nazco's teammates. So that could be that could be fun. Um, they both seem to be ha- having you know a great start to the under-20s team. Um their first season there, I believe. Um, so Pythia has uh, six points in his first five games uh, last season. He was playing junior A for TPS, uh, and he had 11 goals and 30 assists for 41 points in 42 games. Uh, he was our only other forward drafted. We drafted a lot of defensemen in this in this draft, which makes sense because we were really thin in terms of defensive prospects. Uh, and we are even thinner on defense now that we've traded Ryan Murray and Marcus Nudevara. Um, at some point, I'm going to talk about kind of what our defense is going to look like next season. Uh, I don't know that it will it will have a, a player like Nazco there, but once again, you know, Marcus Nudevara just turned up as a rookie, made the team. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how the defense shakes out. Um, our other two uh, draft picks were in the fifth and sixth round. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. I do apologize. We've got Ole Julian Bjorkvik Holm, uh, who is Swedish. He went in the fifth round at number 145, and then uh, another Swedish defenseman, Samuel Johansson, was taken in the sixth round. Uh, we had a seventh round pick, but we traded it. I assume because uh, Yamaka Kalainen was tired of being on Zoom and wanted to uh, be done with the draft because it took like six hours or something crazy. Um, so we've got a good, a good kind of um, base. I think um, none of these guys, I don't think, are going to be game changers anytime soon. But I think it's it was a strong idea to draft defensemen heavy. Uh, I know Kekalainen talked a lot about how they didn't draft 
for positional needs, they just drafted kind of the, the next guy on their list. Uh, but it just so happened that, you know, three of the five guys that we drafted were defensemen, um, which, like I said, can only be a good thing. Um, Johansson is also a right-handed uh, defenseman. Um, and, you know, those are those are pretty rare. Um, whereas Nazco and Bjorkvik Holm uh, are lefties. Um the only one that's above six feet tall as well, I believe, is Bjork for Kolm, um, because uh, Yamaka Kleinen loves drafting small players, apparently. Um, she's very funny because the reputation around the league is that Columbus is like this team of giant, giant players. But when you look at it, I think, you know, on average, we're one of the smaller teams. I know we're one of the youngest teams, um, but... I think maybe only five or six players are actually over six feet. Um, there's probably a couple more that are like officially quote unquote over six feet, but I don't don't believe that for a minute. Um, so so yeah, that's our that's our draft stock for this season. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, annoyingly, or well, not annoyingly, um, the exact pick after. We picked Chinakov, uh, the Washington Capitals picked Hendrix Lapierre, who I actually did a bunch of research on because that was generally expected to be the guy that we were going to pick. Um, and so, you know, I did all of this research, I looked into him, I watched a bunch of his footage, um, or as much as I could find. Uh, and then, uh, just before I was due to go on the, the Locked On Live, live show, um, they discovered that actually we'd picked Chinakov, who is not Hendrix Lapierre. So um, that was disappointing to kind of miss out on him. Um, there was rumblings that we were going to sign um, Jean-Luc Foudy, who is Liam Foudy's younger brother. Um, he got picked three picks before us. Um, so, you know, it's... That's the thing about the draft is, you know, you're going to get a lot more misses than you get hits, generally speaking, just because I, I think probably what the case is that most teams have the same list kind of randomly mixed up occasionally. Um, I don't know whether it's because uh, Yamaka Kalainen is the only European GM and has, like, different priorities, has different contacts in terms of, like who he knows in, in hockey. Um, I believe our scouting staff is majority European as well. So, you know, we, I, I believe we were the only team to pick all non-North American skaters. Um, we picked the only Norwegian player in the draft, which is, which is fun. Um, so it's, it's a weird one. Um, it's, I'm pretty happy with it, um, but again, I understand that it's probably not going to do a lot in the long run, um, or it's not going to come into effect until until the long run, um, which which is fine. You know, we're a good team, and I don't think that we should be looking at the draft as kind of a make or break thing, unlike you know, say Detroit or Ottawa, who kind of have that. Um, Ottawa picked th 
three and five, I believe. Detroit pick number four overall. Um, you know, those are the kind of players that look that you can kind of see are gonna break the game or make the game, depending on depending on how you look at it. You know, um, we don't need necessarily an Austin Matthews or you know a McDavid or uh, Alexis Lafreniere. You know, like it would have been nice to get him. Um, but I don't know that we necessarily need a player like that to succeed. Um, so coming up in just a minute, we're going to look at um, we're going to look at the other the other prospects that are kind of in the pipeline at the minute. I've talked a little bit about the goalie ones, um, but let's kind of take a look at the forwards and the defense and see kind of who might be making splashes at training camp uh, but first let me tell you about built bar uh built bar is back uh they have a bunch of great new flavors for you to try um each bar is low in carbs and high in protein and honestly they are friggin' delicious uh i'm super excited about the new flavors we've got caramel brownie we've got cookies and cream we've got cherry barcia we've got lemon almond cheesecake we've got we've got apple almond crisp and my personal favorite uh carrot cake uh and i know a lot of these like protein bars market themselves as you know delicious and nutritious and actually they kind of taste like someone dipped a piece of sawdust into chocolate and just mashed it together but built bar legitimately tastes just like an actual candy bar um and you know as a person who tries to eat healthy but really loves candy bars these are kind of perfect for me uh right now built bar is giving you a free cooler with every purchase while stocks last and if like me your apartment is constantly at like 80 degrees or above and you don't want to have to get up to go to the fridge every time you want a snack these coolers are perfect to kind of live on your desk and keep your built bars in uh, and with the offer code locked on, all one word, you can get 10 bucks off your first order. Uh, if you want to watch your weight or you just love treats, you know, run, don't walk to builtbar.com and find a new favorite flavor today. Tomorrow we have a mailbag again. So if you have questions for that, then at me on Twitter at jaythegoalie or lo underscore bluejackets. Or you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, or you can DM me, um, and hopefully we'll get... We had some really fun questions last week, so hopefully we'll get some more this week. Uh, but first, let's talk about uh, Blue Jackets prospects. So kind of the first prospect we're going to look at is kind of generally considered to be one of the better prospects for Columbus right now. We've got um, Kirill Marchenko, who's playing in the KHL uh, for SKA St. Petersburg. Um, he was, uh, he was a top player last season at the World Juniors. Um, he's been putting up numbers in Russia's second tier league, uh, the VHL. Um, he's big, he's fast, uh, he's skilled. Um, he's not great off the puck from the, from what I hear, um, but it looks like, uh, he could be kind of a, a really good, really good second round pick. Um, however, he's signed in the KHL until the end of the 2021-22 season, so we are going to have to wait a little bit to see him. But I'm excited to kind of see how he's going to uh, 
slot in on the wing. Um, Liam Foodie technically still counts as a prospect, even though he had uh, he played in the playoffs this season. Uh, he played a couple of NHL games when he was still with the Knights because we were just so broken, um, and I really liked what I saw. Um, he's going to be good. Um, like, I think he's going to be very, very good. Obviously, he's still only... I just turned 20 um, this season, so, you know, he's, he's very, very young, um, but I'm really excited to kind of see how he, how he fits into the team and plays, like, in his first full, full, uh, first full season in the NHL. Um, I don't know that he is going to be, um, on the power play a lot, but, uh, he has some kind of some flashes of brilliance on the penalty kill. I think he's going to be really kind of really solid for us, and he's fast as well, which is great. Um, someone else we're going to look at is Daniil Tarasov, who I've talked about before. Um, he is probably our best goalie prospect, but and he is kind of. He's he's legit, like, he's the real thing. Uh, he's playing in Asset Liga at the minute. Um, I don't know when he'll kind of come over to the NHL, especially because our goaltending pipeline right now is kind of full in terms of, you know, we've got Corpusalo and Muslikins with the jackets. We've got Vevelinen and Kivlenix in the NHL team, Cleveland. Um when we inevitably have to move on from one of uh, Corpsala or Mosleykins, then I could see Tarasov maybe coming over and kind of, I think he would slot right in. Um, I'm really excited about him. Uh, he's kind of inconsistent, um, but a lot of kind of what you see of him, I think, is has some real potential for for being a solid, a solid uh, potential NHL player. Um, some other guys, uh, someone that I think is going to see a lot of ice time this season, we've got Andrew Peake, um, who has kind of been floating around that third pairing for a year or so, but with the departure of Murray and Nudavara, he could be a guy that kind of slots in on, on that left D for the bottom pairing with, uh, I assume that Dean Kukan is basically a lock for the other other one, um, so, you know, I could, I could talk about, you know, I could talk about Trafix Walansky, who's been doing really well in Cleveland, I could talk about great Jake Christensen, uh, who is, uh, an overager in the Bridgeville with Everett, um, who, you know, he was one of the most offensive defensemen in decades, so, you know, the, there's a lot of really good pieces, kind of, on the way for Columbus. Um, I don't understand why we were only ranked as 19th on the on the list, but, you know, it's it's fine. I'm used to people kind of undervaluing Blue Jackets. Uh, and I think that's all the time we have for today. Tomorrow, like I said, we'll do the mailbag, um, and I will probably talk a little bit more about uh, how I think the defence is going to shape up 
next season. Until then, goodbye.